ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Welcome back to the Omega Man Radio Show. Uh, today is July 24th. It's 8 p.m. This is going to be a live program tonight. We're going to have special guest Dr. Pat Holliday from Miracle Internet Church in Jacksonville, Florida. She's going to be uh, teaching on spiritual self-defense and talking about a number of topics, and then we're going to be doing a mass deliverance over the air. So this is something you don't want to miss. Uh, go ahead and tell a friend, uh, call your loved ones, get your cup of coffee ready, and uh, we'll be right back on the air with Dr. Holiday after this song. Here we go.
Jehovah, the mighty God. That was I Am by Dr. Pat Holliday. Beautiful song. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio. We're going to have on special guest Dr. Pat Holliday. I'll be opening up the telephone line, so if you have a question for Dr. Holliday, the number to call in tonight is going to be area code 917-889-2745. And when you dial that number, if you'd like to ask a question, just press number one on your keypad, and that will put you in the queue, and we'll bring you on the program. Okay, let me go right to the phones. Dr. Pat, uh, are you there with me? I'm right here. How are you? Well, praise God. Welcome back on the show. Oh, yes. I always enjoy your shows because you know so much. Well, uh, I'm just learning like everybody else, but uh, (laughs) one day at a time, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You do well. Yeah, it's always an honor and a privilege to have you back on. you know, folks, if you're listening, Dr. Holliday is one of the great pioneers in deliverance. And, um, you know, Dr. Holliday, there is uh, very little teaching on uh, deliverance today, and that's really sad. And I had a couple people uh, email me, uh, really anticipating hearing you tonight, and uh, they're dealing with different issues. And, uh, you know, some of the basic questions uh, that I'd like you to cover tonight are, you know, some of the foundations of uh, spiritual you know, self-defense, um, what Jesus meant by binding and loosing and so forth. You know, some of the fundamentals, but, uh, you know, we're, we're hard-pressed uh, to get anybody to speak intelligently on this because they're certainly not uh, preaching on this on TV. I understand, and the reason that it isn't is because Christians are mainly into this playtime Christianity, and uh, they are not seeking deliverance in America. Now, when you're over in Africa, they expect deliverance because they're in a witchcraft, pagan country. And see, America has become a witchcraft, pagan country in the last years because there's so many strange doctrines going around, so many people... uh, no longer read the Word of God. Uh, they, I call it Disney World Christianity. And so what happens is uh, they want to build these great big mega churches. And so uh, I call them entertainment clowns. These pastors that want to put ballroom dancing in their churches and yoga and uh uh, all of these karate things and all of this stuff. And see, this stuff brings uh, demons to people. We we deal with them over in our church, and they come from other churches. And uh, once they get demon-possessed, usually most of your pastors do not want to do anything about it. Uh, what they do is they want to send them to a psychiatrist who puts them on psychotropic drugs. And once they get on psychotropic drugs, man, I'm telling you, it's very, very difficult to get them off and to get them to stop because, you know, Americans look at doctors like they're gods. 
and they say, well, the doctor said that I'm bipolar and I have to take this. And so all it is is a basis of cocaine, LSD, and heroin in some of them. And so it's like really street drugs. And and so the person uh, begins to enjoy it in the beginning, but once they get bound on that stuff, man, it's very difficult to get them to give it up, very difficult. And uh, so that's one of the uh, problems that we're facing in the uh, deliverance ministry today. And uh, those particular drugs, once they get on them, you can't just take those people off of those drugs suddenly because they will get a shock to their system and they will commit suicide or they'll go out and do these mass murders that you've been reading about in schools. And all it is is uh, drugs. And so uh, we're doing the best we can, but I'll tell you, people in America are really, really bound, and they're having a hard time. Our phone rings off the hook with people uh, uh, concerning the Kundalini spirit because it's just all over the country, not only in the church, but it's also in the government. And uh, they don't know what to do. There's hardly any place to go. And, uh, you know, younger people need to get involved in the deliverance ministry, like yourself. Uh, uh, you know why? Because it's radical. Yes. I was uh, young when I got into the deliverance ministry, and it was uh, it was very radical, and it was... It was exciting because you got to see God do so many wonderful things. Uh, I've seen miracles all over the world. Uh, I've seen uh, devils come out all over the world. And you know something? It's the same all over the world. It operates exactly the same way in the name of Jesus. And there's so much power in the name of Jesus. But you see... Most of your Christians, the only thing that they know about the name of Jesus is to dial a television ministry or a radio ministry, and they'll say, well, if you'll send me your biggest dollar bill, uh, I believe I can get a miracle for you. And they've mocked the people to the point, dry, that uh, they have no trust in the name of Jesus or ministers. And see, the ministry is all about the power of God and the power that he wants to bestow on your life so that you can walk in freedom. When Mary Magdalene came to Jesus, uh, you know, uh, Shannon, she was a woman that was totally bound. I, I've had a lot of women like that come through our ministry. And uh, when they go out into those loose lives of sex and drugs and occultism, you have to drive those devils out of people like that, or they cannot serve Jesus with peace in their minds. And uh, so once you drive the demons out and teach them how to defend themselves, then they're able to stay free. And see, Mary Magdalene, she came and she sat at the feet of Jesus and she followed him very, very closely for the rest of her life. 
and what we have in our American churches, people want to play and they want to be free and have the benefits of being a Christian too. And so they'll come over when they get very tormented and they'll ask you to um, to do deliverance and we we never refuse anybody. And as soon as they think that they're free, then they go running back to the playtime, uh, better homes and garden churches, and uh, get repossessed again. And see, every time that they go through deliverance, the Bible says that those spirits go to the dry places, and then they come back to see if that person is filled with the things of God. And if they're not, they just uh, come back and bring seven worse devils with them. And so it sometimes becomes a cycle, particularly with some deliverance ministries, because they think their only function is to clean the sheep. But you not only have to clean the sheep, but you have to teach them how to stay clean and how to be strong in the Lord. So it's an interesting ministry, and in America, I think it's a precise ministry because, as you said, when you started uh, the program, uh, you said uh, there's not many people in it, and that's because the television ministries never had deliverance ministries on there to teach the the body, and uh, we brought Bishop Canco over from Africa. He's the most powerful deliverance minister that I personally have ever met. Yes. And we couldn't, we got him on Sid Roth, and then from Sid Roth, within several weeks, that he went up to uh, TBN. He got on TBN one time. Here in Jacksonville, we couldn't get a door open for him, a large door open for him. Uh, he got a few doors open in Atlanta and here and there and about. But you see, if there's no demand, the preachers are not interested in it, and they're not uh, interested in plowing a field for it because uh, they want a crowd. And sometimes it scares people to hear that the devil's real. And particularly when you're a woman and you tell them, oh, I can cast out devils. And I have for 35 years or more. I've had people to come in or I've gone into churches, seen great big old six-foot-six men walk in, totally demon-possessed, put them right down on the floor in the name of Jesus (laughs) and cast the demons out of them. When I went to uh, Africa, uh, Bishop Kenko said, Now, Dr. Holliday, you see that man over there? He's from the United States, and he's into drugs. And it takes ten of my men to hold him down to the floor. He said, Now, don't you go around him. Well, when I got under the anointing, he started manifesting, and I just (laughs) ran over to him and grabbed him by his stomach, put him down on the ground, and uh, put, put my foot on his stomach and cast the demon out of him. Bishop Kentka said, I've never seen anything like that before. And coming from a white woman, too. And so it's not 
what sex we are, or how big we are, or, or, or what our name is, or how much we know. It's how much we know Jesus. And you see, I've always had to be trained by Jesus because there were no schools in the country. And in addition to that, I, for many years, never had any men. We always had women prayer meetings before we started the church. And so uh, we had to depend on the power and the anointing of God. So I never had people to hold people down to the ground like a lot of them do. And I was... We, uh... I was thinking about you, in fact, the other day as I was reading uh, over the New Testament about Apostle Paul. I don't know if it was in 1 Corinthians or in Galatians, but uh, you know, he was saying, you know, hey, when I uh, came to Jesus, I didn't have the benefit of going in you know, and studying under the disciples' feet. You know, he, he went over to, I believe it was Syria, right. for a couple of years. He was on the backside of the desert, and the, the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ taught him. And uh, I think that's the best way, because uh, when you're taught directly from the Lord... Um, you don't have to filter out a lot of man-made doctrine in the process. Well, uh, that is if you stay very close to the Lord, because if you go around to a lot of these churches, you'll get filled with uh, with kundalini spirits, and you'll get filled yes. with false doctrines. And see, what happened to me was uh, I was rejected by the body of Christ from the moment I got born again, uh, I came out of politics, and I lived in a very exclusive area of Jacksonville. And uh, one week I was going to the Capitol and going to the inaugurations of the presidents and the state inaugurations of the governors. And the next week I was um, born again and being rejected totally by the body of Christ because they had never seen a woman like me before. You see, I had uh, run the state legislature, and so uh, I was a conservative woman. But when I came into the body of Christ, most of your women were walking around in submission to those men, and uh, I didn't know what submission was because I was used to sitting at tables with men and joining in the conversation and being equal. And so uh, I was immediately rejected, and then the uh, pastors, uh, because I was different, you know, some of them started saying, oh, that woman's a witch, or she's a woman's liber. Oh, I think she's a lesbian. I've been called everything in the book, everything. And so what the Lord did for me, he told me to open up my house for a prayer meeting, which I did, and he brought people from two or three counties away, and they'd just come knock on my door, and I'd open the door and look at them, and they'd say, are you Pat Holiday?" And I'd say, yeah. And they'd say, uh, Jesus told me to come here. And then I'd sit down, and he'd tell me what to do. And so that's the way I learned the deliverance ministry and the miracle ministry. And uh, I never ministered much around Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, I was totally rejected here, still am. And whenever the Lord opened a few doors around this country for me, I began to think, my God, people like me. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But I've never been sorry for what I've done in the ministry because 
it's been wonderful. Clearly, you're not in it for the money, because uh, well, if I'm you broke. were, you'd be <laughs> you'd be teaching a whole whole different uh, doctrine, and and that's why uh, we don't see it on uh, mainstream TV. We don't uh, hear it preached in the church because right. if you start preaching that um, uh, Christians can be demonized and um, are who our true enemy is, it causes people to get angry at you, and, uh, and they put money in the listed. offering plate. It's the demons that are mad, and I can Absolutely. tell you. I can tell you, my husband. We used to live in a very exclusive area in Jacksonville, and uh, when my husband died, you know, I took, I took my inheritance, and I went out uh, for Jesus because I really didn't have. I had very little support to be financial support, and still do as 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 a matter of fact. And uh, I spent my inheritance going around casting out devils and going to Africa and doing the things that I do. And I've never been sorry for what I've done. Uh, the man right behind us has a great big old jet plane and 5,000 wow. people sitting in his church. And, and we sit there and pray every little soul into our church. But, uh, you know, Jesus, I always remember that that uh, painting with Jesus, with the little lamb around his neck, you know. And he cares about every single person. It, they're precious to him. And there are people yes. that come to me that would be kicked out of most of the churches because some of them, well, I've had people to come to us that come right out from underneath the bridges, you know. And I've never been uh, sorry. Uh, money is just paper. And it's going to burn, and one day we're all going to walk down the streets of gold. That's what the Bible says. So it's just pavement, but Jesus is God. So that's the most important thing in my life. And I wanted to mention something. You know, I heard uh, Pastor uh, Dennis Williams a couple of weeks ago, and he's my associate pastor, and he did such a wonderful job. Praise God. Yes, it was a great program. Yeah, I'm telling you, he he really he really is a great guy, and I just did want to mention that before we go on. Well, but, I wanted to say that uh, when I had a chance to uh, visit in Jacksonville and come out and be in service uh, at the Miracle Internet Church, I tell you, that was the first uh, church that I had ever been in personally where I had seen uh, deliverance firsthand. And I was raised in the church. Both my grandfathers were um, Pentecostal ministers. And I, you know, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that, but uh, <laughs> I never saw deliverance growing up. Yet um, that's at least one-third of Jesus' ministry. And yes. so uh, it's a shame, but uh, you know, deliverance is the children's bread, but uh, it doesn't seem that most of the children out there are getting their bread. Well, you know, I I came through the... Uh, charismatic movement, and within about six months, the Lord uh, moved us into, uh, uh, or moved me into uh, Pentecostal churches. And I've been in Assembly of God, Pentecostal Holiness, and Church of God, those three. And pastors would let me minister, but usually I would be down, put down in the basement and when somebody had a, a demon problem, they'd, they'd send them to me. They never tried to open up my ministry to the country. They never told anybody that I was a 
powerful deliverance healing minister. And so for many years, I just ministered in little tiny prayer meetings in little churches around Jacksonville. And so uh, it uh, one time at one of the Church of God, uh, the pastor's wife came in to my prayer meeting, and she, she said, you know, Pat, she said, I grew up in the church. And she said, we used to stand outside the windows and look in the windows and see the pastors casting devils out. And she said, your ministry is like old-time Pentecost. That's what she told me. And see, I've never changed. I just keep on going and doing what God's taught me to do. And if there's one there, we will minister. If there's ten, we will minister. Uh, it, it It's just in God's hand. But it, it makes your heart break when you see the condition of the churches in our nation. And you see people running after uh, a man that looks like a motorcycle hell's angel with a body tattoo on him and uh, calling up kundalini snake devils and calling himself a healing ministry and people getting demon-possessed every time he lays his hands on them. And then seeing primary, strong, uh, popular, well-known ministry support a ministry like that but they would not be caught dead with me in a restaurant. Now, I'm just telling you the truth. I haven't ever cared about that. But I'll tell you one thing. When I go into Africa, they beg me to come over there. And the pastors treat me with great respect, and they reverence the deliverance ministry because apart from the deliverance ministry, they know that they would have no church over there. Because when they come out of that deep witchcraft powers, like Bishop Kenko did, uh, by the way, we're getting um, Witch Doctor and the Man published, and we're going to have it in uh, pretty soon. Oh, fantastic. It'll be soon. We'll come on and let them know. Uh, But uh, Witch Doctor and the Man and the City Under the Sea is real. And... You know, we publish our books. We can't get them published in the Christian uh, publishing houses. Uh, the stores won't uh, handle them. The uh, the printing companies don't want them because they're real. They're genuine. These are things that are supernaturally real. And the yes. body of Christ in our nation is just absolutely starving to death. And the deliverance ministry is not the only thing. I've I've been in churches in America, gone in and seen every single person healed, get every single person, get a miracle, and leave the church and sell some of my deliverance books there to have the pastor stand up and say, oh, uh, we don't want a deliverance ministry here. Uh, We've got everything we need. And so it's the pastors that have put the fire out in the churches, in in particularly the deliverance ministry. And I love them. I pray for them. I, we have an intercessory prayer group on Friday nights, and we pray for the church in Jacksonville and across this country. 
I love pastors. I know the price that they pay. But I also know the price that the poor little people are struggling with, with devils tormenting them day and night, putting cancers on them, making them sick, making them deformed, uh, doing all kinds of things to their minds. I love the people, too. And so I've just made my choice that I'm just going to reach out and help the people. And if they reach back to me, I reach to them. And that's Praise just God. the way it is. <laughs> that's Dr. the way Pat, it goes. Um, go ahead and give out uh, your websites uh, for people just tuning in where okay. they can go and uh, hear some of the uh, sermons and also get a hold of your e-books. Okay. Uh, my website is um, HTTP, www, and it's MiracleInternetChurch.com. And uh, we have a lot of uh, free sermons up there, free television shows, free DVDs, and newsletters. The only thing we sell up there, we do sell our e-books to try to take care of our local church here. And uh, I'm going to tell you the reason that we put that that church up there. Uh, actually, it was... Uh, uh, Pastor Dennis's idea uh, was because we have such a burden that people are not getting fed uh, in America. We get calls where people have just streamed out of churches and they're sitting at home and they're listening to the Bible and reading the Bible and trying to stay alive because of the playtime Christianity. And so we decided that we would put up some of our stuff on the Internet. And so we just called it uh, Miracle Internet Church. They can get sermons on deliverance, miracles, on doctrines, on all kinds of things. And uh, I'm just as pleased as Punch with that uh, with that uh, website. I also have a website called PatHoliday.com. But um, God is uh, God is good to us. We're not multimillionaires or anything like that. But we're going to have a great uh, meeting with Jesus when we get to heaven, because I believe that if you're carrying the true gospel today, I believe that uh, you are suffering for that cause. Yes, uh, you're not popular. In fact. Uh, you wrote me not long ago, and you had shared a, a couple of things with some friends of yours, and they just dropped you because they didn't want to hear the truth. <laughs> uh, we got a term going around. It's called being thrown under the bus. And, uh, yeah, I, I've had some that have thrown me under the bus and then backed over me a couple of times, <laughs> left me flat like a pancake. Uh, <laughs> But you know, what I, <laughs> but you know, again, uh, just to what you said, uh, when you're preaching the truth, whether it be uh, deliverance, repentance, you know, the time is short before the return of Jesus. Um, people don't want to hear that. They want to be confronted with their own sin and, and their flesh, and um, they get upset with it because and they've it, been, uh, uh, see the the TVs and all. They think it, it a fun type. Christianity, where all you do is watch the minister bounce all around, make little jokes, uh, stand up there and say, now listen, 
go ahead and send me all the money, the biggest bills. Come on, God's going to pay your mortgage off. And they've been taught to send everything they have to those ministers while they fly in their jet planes. Uh, TBN has 50 uh, mansions across the country. Wow. And uh, Joyce Myers has five. And plus a jet plane that she ordered a $30,000 golden toilet seat for. <laughs> and, and we have well, to pray. Well, believe I think it was too. <laughs> yeah, and see, so we have to pray every person into the church. And then we have to pray our light bills to come in. It's that way. But God always helps us. But the truth is, what we see they have never seen the things that I've seen. I've seen enough to last 50 lifetimes uh, of the glorious things that I've seen the Lord Jesus Christ do. I saw him one time in Miracle. He brought this little lady in, and she had an eye ball, and it had just floated over to the left side of her face and froze oh. there. And she she was a former pastor and had gotten off into sin. And so I cast the demons out of her. Of course, Christians can't have devils, you know. <laughs> but uh, I cast the demons out of Oh, I forgot. Women pastors can. Uh, but uh, I cast those devils out of her. Yes. And uh, I put my hand on that eye. And I just said, be healed in the name of Jesus. The the eyeball floated to the center of her eye, and it circled around and around a couple of times, and it settled. Well, the next week she came back and she said, I want you to know that I can see. I couldn't see. And God healed her eye. He healed her soul, her spirit, and her flesh. And that's the way the Christian church is supposed to operate. Yes. We're not supposed to be saying, God, if it's your will, would you please heal so-and-so? No. God is a healing God. That's because he died on the cross to do that. It says, by his stripes we're healed. It says, cursed is he that hangeth on the tree for we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. And he says, oh, you foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you? Who bewitched you to believe that psychics and witches and wizards could come and give you your fortune and heal you? But a saint of God is helpless because if they operate in the supernatural ministry, why, that's of the demons, that's of the devil. And and you see, the devil is a liar and the father of it. Yes. And so God wants people to know that he loves them and he suffered on the cross for their cause, for their cause. And his back took 39 stripes. And he said that he came, the reason he came was to set the captives free. And he said, and you shall do greater works than I. You shall lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. You shall cast out devils. And let me tell you something. Devils flee from me. I've had 
I've walked into churches and seen seen them get up and fly out of the church in absolute terror. And uh, that's the way it's supposed to be. Then you're not supposed to be de- uh, scared of the devil. He's supposed to be scared of you. And believe me, I've never seen one that I've run from yet. But let me tell you a little story. I was ministering a couple of counties over one time. And this man um, came in, and he walked down the middle of the aisle, and I was standing up in the pulpit, and uh, he says in a loud, gruffy voice, he said, What are you doing in that pulpit? Uh I said, I'm preaching the gospel. He said, Women are not supposed to preach, and I command you to get out of that pulpit. And I said, and in the name of Jesus, I command you to shut up. And he said, "Um, look, you think I'm demon-possessed? He said, I've been up to Win Worley's. I said, well, if you've been to Win Worley's, how come you got those cigarettes in top of your pocket there? He said, oh, so you think I'm demon-possessed, huh? He says, you come on down here and cast it out. And I said, I'll do it. And about that time, I looked up, and the preacher and all of the elders had run out of the church, and they had they had their head cocked around, looking around the corner to see what whether I was going to get murdered or not. And I went out, and I said, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I command you to sit in that pew right now. He sat down. I cast that devil out of him. He threw those cigarettes down on the floor. And the next night, he brought a friend who was an alcoholic that got delivered. That's church. Praise That's God. The way, except for the pastors and the elders running out. That's church. That's the way it's supposed to be. But you see, people are afraid of demons in America because the pastors are afraid of demons in America. And so you mentioned Pat Holliday said, oh, we don't want to go over there to Miracle. That woman sees a demon under every tree. Well, chances are I do because that's where they are. They're sitting right there in the churches all They're so over plentiful. the country. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, it's like a dog that has um, been playing outside and picks up fleas. Yeah. It just gets covered in fleas so bad that, uh, you know, rather than the owner spraying them and killing the fleas, they just keep growing and growing, and they're infested. That's exactly and, um, right. I, I want to be straightforward here. Most churches are demon-infested. If you, if you were able to see in the spirit, you would see people on pews, and you'd, you'd have one person with a demon on both sides. Uh, the demons go to churches? Absolutely. <laughs> when the, uh, the truth is not being preached and there's no deliverance. <laughs> I had a woman uh, deliverance minister call me yesterday, and she said this man came into her church, and he was uh, helping her around the church, and she could see this snake devil in him. So she sat down, and she was talking to him. She said she saw the snake devil come out of him, Wow. And it came over to her chair, and it started wrapping, uh, running around and around the chair as quick as it could go. And uh, she bound it. And the Lord said, it wanted to get into you, but it couldn't, honey. You see, demons can't touch you unless you let them touch you. And if you're holy, and if you know your defensive warfare, yes. and 
you know how to defend yourself and you are dependent on the name of Jesus, I tell you the truth, Jesus is able to protect you. He really and truthfully is. And the devil, well, he's just a liar. And you're either going to believe the devil. Let me tell you what Bishop Kenko told me. Uh, He said that as a wizard, he said the devil would send them uh, to Christians right after they would get saved. He said to try to make them stumble and fall back. He said uh, they couldn't get but within 500 feet of them. Now, this is right after they get saved. He said that... um, A Christian has an angel on the right side and an angel on the left side. And uh, they have this flame that's going around and around in front of the Christian. And uh, the demons uh, can't get any closer than 500 feet. He said, so as wizards, uh, we would watch them. That was our job. He said, we would watch them, and if they grew cold on the Lord, he said, we'd start edging closer and closer to them. He said, as um, they got into deeper sin, he said, those angels, those uh, arms of the angels and the swords would go slower and slower. He said, uh, finally, when it got to the point that it would go so slow that the fire would be up and there was an opening. He said uh, we would send the demons into them and they would run in and take take them over. Wow. Now, that's protection. God has us protection. But we have to do our part by living holy and close to the Lord and trusting the Lord and being free ourselves. And so it's not easy for Christians to get possessed, but I've seen Christians get repossessed. I've seen them come in in adultery and commit, uh, cast the demons out and for them to go back, uh, and get repossessed. I've, I've ministered to pastors in adultery. And, uh, uh, there was one pastor that, um, uh, that's part of my job. The Lord told me that he was going to be sending pastors to me for the end time ministry to get free. And so this man was in his car on the way to kill his oldest son. And uh, he said that the Lord spoke to him and said, Son, if you do that, I will never speak to you again. He said, Well, what should I do? He said, go over to see Pat Holiday." So he came over, and I led him in forgiveness for his son. I led him all the way up to where uh, I, uh, to cast the spirit of unforgiveness and bitterness and stuff out of him. And I said, now you just go ahead and take a deep breath and blow that out. He said, he tightened his lips shut. Uh, and he uh, wouldn't make a move. And later on, he told his daughter, he said, I wasn't going to do that. He said, that's not in the Bible. Well, let me tell you what ended up with that man. He ended up a practicing wizard. 
a former pastor. And so, uh, you know, they, they think they know, but they don't know. And they won't be taught. It's really an unteachable ministry. For, they've got an for, unteachable spirit. Uh, yeah. They've got a spirit of pride that, uh, you know, they know everything that the, that is contained in, in the Word. And uh, yeah. I think a person talks like that is, is just plain foolishness because there's always something to learn. Um, and there, there's so many layers to the Word of God. If someone truly uh, opens the Word of God and can claim that uh, they're not... Uh, learning something new since the last time they read, then I would I would worry about that person. Every time I uh, get into the Word, I realize how little I know, and uh, that's why we got to keep putting yeah. the, uh, the Word of God into our, mi- our memory banks, keep, you know, renewing our minds. Um, well, that's the I wanted, truth. Go ahead. I wanted to um, jump right into uh, a question many have asked that I bring up with you. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about what Jesus meant when he says, to Peter and to the church after, uh, I give you the keys to the kingdom, binding and loosing. Oh, yes. What is binding and loosing that Jesus was yes. talking about? Yes. Uh, well, you see, there's two spirits. There's the spirit of God and there's the spirit of the devil. And uh, so what Jesus was telling his disciples was that you have, I give you authority over these devils, these this other kingdom. And he said, uh, uh, the keys to bind, the word bind actually means to tie up. And uh, so um, what he said in Matthew 12, 22 th- through 33 is he said, before you go into the battle, the first thing you have to do is to bind the strong man. Yes. And so uh, the strong man is Satan himself, plus it can be the principality that the demon is taking orders from, because they have a kingdom. And uh, in that kingdom, it's very well organized. And they have to obey. The demons have to obey. And so uh, they... The first thing you do in the deliverance ministry is you bind the strong man. You bind okay. Satan. Then you bind the powers and the principalities over the person, over the church that you're ministering in. You bind the powers and principalities from the underworld, which is the ground that they're standing on. You can bind the powers and the principalities from the seas, and the lakes and the streams around where you are. And uh, what you've done when you say, I bind the powers, Ephesians 6, 12, 6, 10, round in there, I bind the powers and the principalities, I bind the wicked, evil spirits, the rulers of darkness. Once you've done that, uh, those spirits have been deactivated. They cannot move they cannot reinforce the powers of the demons that uh, you're going to be working with. If you're casting devils out of a person, uh, they deactivate, and then you're free to deal with what's in that person's vessel. Yes. Uh, if you're ta- if you're tackling 
uh, demons in a church. Uh, well, let's just say that you bought a new building. You go in, you anoint the building, you do the same thing as if you're casting demons out of a person. You bind the powers, the principalities, and do the same thing, and you're, you've bound those devils, you cage those devils, and, and you command them to go to the feet of Jesus to be tormented before their time. Yes. So what you've done is you have arrested those devils. Now, people say... Uh, I don't believe that. Well, it doesn't matter whether they believe it or not. It's true. I have cast demons out all over the world, and I'm telling you that that is exactly what you do, and that's what Bishop Kenko does. And Bishop Kenko and I never saw each other until year 2000, and he was way over in Africa doing the same things I'm doing over here. Absolutely. Uh, That's the authority Jesus gave us to bind these foul spirits. And so what's actually happening, folks, is when you bind a strong man, which will be the the power demon or ruler demon in a person, uh, you're handcuffing him, and you bind these demons underneath him in Jesus' name. They are frozen, they're handcuffed, and you command them to be caged up in Jesus' name. And, uh, and you're spoiling them. You're spoiling their power. And that scripture dis- uh, describes you going in to plunder, uh, to snatch away their goods. So you're going in to take away everything inside of them that they've accumulated. Now, one of the things that people don't understand is, that in the spiritual realms, uh, as we gain power with the Holy Ghost, uh, what happens is uh, in the demonic realms, they gain power in the unholy ghost. And the more demons that they have, the more power that they get. And so that's why sometimes you can find uh, uh, what we used to call human chalices, and they would come into a meeting where deliverance is going on, and they would sit in the back of the church, and when you would call the demons out of the person, the demons would go back to the Satanists or the witch or the wizard, and they would go into that vessel like a human chalice. And the more demons they have, the more power they have. Now, here's the wonderful thing about Christianity the more that you understand your faith in Jesus, the more you understand his power and his authority, the more power you have. And so, therefore, you and Jesus, according to the word, makes a majority. Praise God. You and one person make a majority. And so um, the tying up of the demon... Now, the theory of that is that in most of your deliverance books, your manuals, we call them, uh, you will see uh, links, um, let's just call them um, houses or principalities. I'll just do one of them for you to show you. You'll see... um, You'll see... Spirits of bondage, 
let's do spirits of bondage. Well, spirits of bondage would be the primary devil. That would be the ruler spirit in the vessel. And it's shown over in Romans 8.15. Well, connected to that spirit like roots of a tree trunk, it's uh, it, you would find servant of corruption. I'm not going to bother. I have the scriptures, but I'm not going to bother for lack of time. Addiction drugs and alcohol, uh, bondages to sin, uh, compulsive iniquities, uh, fears, uh, fear of death, and uh, uh, general fears. Now, see see the spirit of bondage, and then in the deliverance, you would take all of those spirits and connect them to the spirit of bondage, and then you command them to go into the cage, and what would happen, you can instantly set that person free of all of those spirits at one time. Okay, so let me uh, paint a scenario here for you. Let's say there's uh, someone out there listening uh, who's a believer, and I say believer because uh, folks, to be able to bind and loose, the prerequisite is to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Uh, that's uh, a privilege you get as a, as a born-again believer. So let's assume, uh, Dr. Pat, that there's someone listening and they say, well, I've got a, uh, a loved one or a friend who uh, clearly is demonized. Uh, they're bound with you know different uh, addictions and... Uh, you know, they're just causing me a lot of grief. Uh, I'm being attacked all the time. And uh, could that person um, take the authority over those demons and say, I, you know, I and even do it long distance? So I'm going to just say uh, this person's out of state that they want to pray for. Could I say for my friend, you know, in Jesus' name, I bind the strong man in that person. In Jesus' name, command him to go into a cage. Now, yes. Yes, and here's here's what you can do. See, you have to differentiate between a Christian and a non-believer for this reason. If you can make demons go out of, away and out of anyone, okay. but if that person doesn't uh, fill themselves with the things of God, they just get worse off. And so, if you're if you're praying for your son or your daughter or your wife and they're not saved. Uh, what we tell you to do is you take authority over those demons that's in that person and bind them and cage them. Yes. Now, you don't drive them out if they're not a believer, and you don't drive them out if the person isn't in agreement with you to do so. Because right. they'll just go back. If they're in adultery and you drive an adultery demon out, he's just going to go back and do it again, and he'll be worse off. And he'll bring uh, uh, seven more more powerful, right? So Exactly. The, the key is you bind them, meaning you handcuff them, you put them into a cage. They're going to remain in that person, but uh, they're going to be kind of boxed up over to the side, and uh, that person's going to be able to get some relief, and so will you. Now, I mean, what let me you've say, done is you have stripped the demon of his weapons. Ah, uh, there and, we go. Okay. And, and the way you strip, uh, the, the, when you strip the demon of the weapons... You see, there's, there's two forces in a person. The force of the person's flesh and will, and then the force of the demon. Now, when the 
person first starts to sin, it's their flesh that that uh, craves the sin. But once they get to a certain point, little door opens, demons come in, and then the demons drive them to sin, and they can no longer not sin. And so what you've done is you've deactivated uh, the demon driving them to sin, okay. and then you pray for them, but you still have that person's flesh involved. Yes. Now, as your prayers go for them, then the Holy Ghost goes to them, convicts them of their sin, and draws them into the kingdom. And then you can cast the demons out of them. Okay, so for example, there's a Christian listening right now, let's say, who's married to an alcoholic. Um, their spouse will not come to Christ, and they're getting abusive. Um, they could take authority over that demon in Jesus' name and command the strong man and that uh, spouse to be bound up in Jesus' name. Yes, uh, yes. And, and let me tell you, there was a lady many years ago in my prayer meeting, and I taught her the power of the name of Jesus and binding devils. And uh, I said, just pray that every day in your prayer. Her husband was beating her and, and drinking alcohol. And uh, one day she came to the meeting and she said, my husband has stopped beating me. And every night when he comes home, he leaves the bottle of alcohol outside on the doorstep. And so she had successfully over time bound those devils up, and they were obeying her. And uh, But the husband was, uh, was uh, still drinking, but he wasn't bringing them in the house, and he wasn't beating her. And so then she continues to bind and do the warfare, and eventually he gets healed. I mean, gets okay. saved. Okay, then let me throw another one at you. Uh, I turn on the TV sometimes, and I see some of these um, immoral politicians. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and call one of them out. His name is Barney Frank. He's oh, a flaming yeah. homosexual. I know him. So now, could I bind the demons in him and cause him a little bit of grief? Uh, what In Jesus' we, name? Uh, yes. <laughs> what, <laughs> we do supernatural, worldwide spiritual warfare all the time. I have just a little tiny group of people that meet with me. We have destroyed, absolutely destroyed plots and plans of worldwide devils by doing spiritual warfare and binding the devils. One of the things that uh, the Lord had us doing is, uh, with this new NWO, New World Order thing, yes. uh, there's people in charge of that, and they're being driven by devils. Yes. And so we encircle them with the blood of Jesus. Now, you know what a circle is. So you, what you've done is you say, I encircle that person with the blood of Jesus. That person's uh, an evil wizard. Okay. And so then you command the devil that he's trying to put on you and the world. You command those devils to go into civil war. And then day and night, instead of those devils serving that person, they have the battle of their life. We just did that last night. They're all meeting out at the Bohemian Grove. Oh, I, that's right. It's that time of year, isn't it? Yeah, the 21st and all of this week. 
and we confuse the devils from knowing what we're doing and saying in the name of Jesus. I speak to you in a parable like Jesus did. Yes. But um, we we encircled each one of them, and all of the plots and plans that they're unleashing over the world, we encircled each and every one of them and sent those devils into spiritual uh, civil war. And I believe you're going to see some changes. We've seen changes in Copenhagen fell. And uh, we've seen uh, plots and plans that they've made just fall to the ground when we've done supernatural spiritual warfare uh, to bind up the powers of Satan to loose the power of God. Now, when you bind up the powers of Satan at the same time, you release uh, prayer warriors in the field, you release knowledge to go forth to the intercessors. You uh, ask God to pray his mind to the intercessors. Uh, you ask God to teach them how to intercede. And uh, the next thing you know, uh, we win. And we've won a lot of battles, and particularly since OB has been in office. A lot okay, that's a good question. Can we have strong men that uh, are attached to uh, geographical locations or even buildings? I mean, could we have a strong man right now um, that's attached to the White House? Absolutely. Okay, uh, so what could we do to uh, help our president out there who's uh, clearly in an environment over there where there's some demons? Well, let's do that it. White House. I, I know that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, one of the uh, the family members over there is uh, comes out of Santeria, who so was actually doing uh, witchcraft in the uh, probably yes. in the Oval Office. So, what could we yes. do to help them out a little yes. bit? <laughs> well, uh, what you see, what you have to do is to see what is the purpose of demons over territories. Okay. And uh, the purpose of demons over territories is to take the territory, and they either take it for the demons take it for Satan. Our Christians take it for God. And now, you'll let me give you an illustration. When Paul went up to Mars Hill, uh, Paul walked into their temple, and he looked around and he saw every god under the sun, every statue, and he even saw a god to the unknown god. And his heart was stirred in him with grief because he could see an instant picture that they were all going to go to hell, and he had the truth. So what Paul did is he stole the territory from the devil. That's what evangelists do all the time. When they go into Africa or some foreign place to evangelize, they do intercessory prayer. They bind the powers and the principalities, as I just described to you, and except in, instead of binding them over one person or a church that we've already talked about, we're going to bind them over the Capitol or Washington, D.C., or we're going to bind the spirit of communism over our nation, and we're going to forbid it to, to go forth. Well, Paul, in turn, whenever... He saw what he saw. He prayed. He spoke the word of the Lord. The people received the Lord and people got saved. That's spiritual warfare. I'm going to and step that, out here, uh, Dr. Holliday. Okay. okay. I, I get a bunch of emails from people out there, and they've got me on their email blast uh, 
Tea Party updates. I would suggest, folks, that the the best expenditure of your time, those of you uh, that know what's going on with the New World Order plan, and by the way, I want to shout out to uh, uh, friend Clay Douglas um, in his magazine. Uh, That did more to expose the New World Order than any other thing that I've ever read in the last uh, decade. Uh, My point, though, I'm trying to make here is uh, I'm going to step out and say that Folks, rather than uh, get tied up in all these uh, tea parties, okay, you can get out there and carry your protest sign, and okay, that's okay to do. But if you really want to have an impact against the New World Order, start binding and loosing. Get up every morning and start binding these demonic powers, because one person can make a difference, and you can bind and loose from any distance, and you can can target uh, organizations, people, who are under demonic power. They're getting their instructions from Satan. And you've got authority as a believer to bind those strong men and those demons operating in and around those people in Jesus' name and cage them up. And you can do more damage to Satan's plan than you can trying to get out there and hold a sign at one of the tea parties. Because if you go to a tea party, probably the only thing you're going to accomplish is get on one of the red and blue list. Well, let me tell you something. When I was a baby Christian, is when Jesus taught me spiritual warfare. And uh, I was fighting against the ERA. I was the key debater in North Florida. And uh, the Lord, um, we went down to Orlando, Florida. Jimmy Carter and his wife and all of those liberal people had given the women livers $3 million to fight against us. And the the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night. And he said, go next door and get those Baptists and tell them you want to pray with them. So I went next door, and they didn't know what I was doing. But I started binding up the devils in the name of Jesus that he showed me to bind. And he told me to bind the powers of witchcraft. And so we came down to the meeting that morning, and uh, we destroyed that meeting. That we ended up, I can't go in, it's a long story, but we destroyed that meeting to the point that those women livers sitting up at the platform could not think, could not make a decision, and they finally, they were lawyers and doctors, and they finally got up and went out of the meeting and stayed out until a quarter to one. They couldn't do any business. They came back and elected the ones uh, announced the people that had won to go to Dallas or wherever they were having the meeting, and they could not take a vote from Florida to Dallas because we destroyed them in prayer. Those demons will turn on each other, Dr. Pat. I I talked to a brother the other day. He was over-ministering in Russia, and he said he was coming back, and he hit the subway over there, and he said... uh, he had people that were demonized that came right up to him and just challenged him. And he just held his tongue there for a minute, but he said two lesbians came over and, uh, I don't know, started to taunt him. And so he just said, I bind you in Jesus' name. And he said it wasn't long before those two girls that were wanted to attack him all of a sudden started to turn on each other and attack each other. Yeah, That's what it'll yeah. do. Is it'll cause That's those demons to just tear on each other, won't it? That's right. They have to perform what they are sent to do. I'll tell you, communism in Russia fell because of Christians praying. 
There was a man from Germany that went over to uh, Lenin's tomb with a little group of Christians. And they went in there, and they did spiritual warfare. And they went there purposely to bind the idol of Lenin. And wow. they bound that idol, and uh, shortly thereafter, the entire communist government fell because he was their idol of worship. Yes. I mean, I've got some uh, newsletters up on my uh, website. Uh, the Go ahead and give your website out again for people just tuning in. It's right. uh, it's uh, uh, MiracleInternetChurch.com. And they can also find some letters at remnantresourcenetwork.org. We've and got uh, a lot of people I see just popping in right now and listening. And mm-hmm. if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dr. Pat Holliday. This is the Omega Man Radio Show. Um, check out Dr. Pat's websites and get a hold of her uh, free audio material. And you can download some of the most powerful um, deliverance tools and weapons you can ever lay your hands on other than the Word of God, and that's uh, in the, the way of her e-books. And, Dr. Pat, I believe that that's one of the best things that a person can do right now is get involved get in the deliverance, get educated, mm-hmm. because Satan knows his time is short. Isn't it logical that uh, he's going to unleash his hounds of hell oh, to come yes. out and, yes. you know, he's going to launch every kind of weapon he can. You know, Satan oh, comes yes. to, to kill, steal, and destroy. And I've had people that I love to kill. I mean, I've seen them killed, rather, uh, by the enemy. Uh, I've had things stolen from me. I've seen relationships destroyed. And frankly, I personally am tired of Satan uh, and his attacks. So, folks, when you get tired of it, you'll do something about it. Well, and if you want to do something right. about it and give the devil a, a black eye, or as one brother says, I won't only give him a black eye, I'll punch him under the belt, too. <laughs> he says, well, uh, we were talking he says about, get into deliverance. Uh, we were talking about binding uh, uh, international and national uh, state and city devils. Yes. Uh, that Those uh, newsletters that I've written on the Statue of Liberty uh, are very powerful. And uh, those uh, the Statue of Liberty is more than just a, a friendly idol sitting up in New York Harbor. Uh, the Statue of Liberty uh, is an idol that was placed there by the world Illuminatist uh, yes. in the 1700s. And what it was placed there was uh, to do was to change America from Christianity and Judaism to idolatry. And uh, uh, God used a little fellow by the name, uh, or a little minister by the name of A. A. Allen, and yes. he he wrote a um, he wrote a uh, vision that God gave him of the end of America. And uh, one day that that vision came across my hand, and the Lord said, "I want to show you something about this vision." I've written about six newsletters on that. Some of them are up on Remnant. And I think three of them are up on mine. Some of them are over on Scribd. By the but, way, Dr. Holiday, do you know what time it is right now? No. It's 911. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. <laughs> listen, I, I've been seeing 911 for the past couple weeks. I'm either seeing 911 or 333. But I wanted another uh, 
I wanted another witness uh, to that. Uh, and I believe that God is trying to actually wake us up and say, Red Alert, something is uh, getting ready to take place on this country again. Go ahead. Well, it's taking place now. Yes. And so, uh, AA, I mean, that, I mean, you're going to have, when you read my newsletters, you just don't read them. You have to think. You have to run the little links, and you have to take time for the Lord to show you because it's spiritual and supernatural. And uh, so what A.A. Allen saw, he saw the destruction of America, and he saw the Statue of Liberty down in uh, the Gulf of Mexico, which the Lord showed me when George Bush was in office. They were trying to open up the uh, highway from Mexico to Canada. And the Lord showed me then. He said the Statue of Liberty is going to go to uh, the Gulf. That was several years ago. I think Clinton was in office even. And so um, he has shown me the symbology of what he showed A.A. Allen. And it is tremendous and horrific. Because yes. of the fact that he saw uh, the uh, skeleton bending over uh, Canada and Alaska and blowing this great big gray puff of smoke out across our country. Wow. Uh, and people dropping dead and the Statue of Liberty being down in the Gulf and, and she dies down in the Gulf. Well, friends... Uh, it's going on right now down in the Gulf, the Illuminati's in the Gulf. And see, God takes uh, from that Statue of Liberty in A.A. Uh, a. Allen's vision, he takes a cup out of her hand, I mean, the, the flame out of her hand, and he says, uh, drink out of this cup. Well, a lot of people don't realize it, but originally the Statue of Liberty had a cup in her hand, and when you compare her, she actually is the woman in Revelation 17, the uh, mystery of iniquity. And uh, she has a cup in her hand there of every yes. evil in the world. Well, he commands the Statue of Liberty to drink. She drinks. Well, first she refuses. He makes her drink. And then the gray smoke comes, kills her. People start dropping dead all over the country. Nobody defends us, which you can see happening now. Obama's playing golf every day and entertaining sports figures. Uh, what happens is then he sees on the East Coast and the West Coast, he sees uh, streaks of lightning come up or lights come up. And this time, he sees streaks coming up from around the country. Well, the Lord spoke to me when I, the first article I wrote, and he said they come up from their underground cities, and they're going to defend themselves, but they wouldn't defend the people. Well, yes. I didn't know about underground cities, and I had to go up on the website and type in underground cities, and sure enough, they've got underground cities all over the country and all over the world. And so he said um, that uh, what A.A. Uh, a. Allen didn't know what they were, he said, the only thing I can say is they're like that bomb that they exploded over in the desert. And what they are is missiles. 
And so we're right there, right now, that that skeleton is going to bend over uh, uh, from Russia over uh, Canada and Alaska and blow those puffs of smoke. And remember, we've got those chemtrails. And yes. uh, so here we are defenselessly unless the Lord does something for us and Christians dancing and falling on the floor like cows and mooing and laughing like idiots. And, I mean, you, you think you're in an insane asylum when you go to some of these churches and we're right at the brink of the end before the Lord returns. And so I would uh, challenge them to go up and read those newsletters, but don't read my newsletters and think you're just going to rush through them because you got to you got to study what I do. Cause, uh, I would have to uh, uh, agree with everything you said. I mean, look, we have huge uh, bunker complexes from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast, folks. One of the largest is, of course, over the new Denver, Internet, Denver International Airport. That's a huge uh, FEMA base. We've got multiple ones in uh, different parts of the country, and uh, there is no continuity plan for you and I that has been set up by the government. They have no, excuse me, contingency plans. Uh, they don't have food planned to feed you and I. They don't have um, room for you in their underground bunkers. It's for the elite. It's for the, the people that are meeting out at the Bohemian Grove right now as we speak for the next two weeks over along the Russian River. Um, it's for, for those that are in the G20. You know, uh, big corporate executives, uh, they don't care about you and I. And so the only hope that we've got, folks, is uh, is not to look to the government for help, but uh, to look to Jesus Christ. And that's more than sufficient. But if you don't know Christ, uh, you don't want to waste much time, because when these things start to happen, it says men's hearts will fail them for fear. I remember, Dr. Holliday, I was uh, living in the Republic of Panama back in 2005. Uh, I remember that time for several reasons. That's when the Lord told me that uh, Christians can be under generational curses, and I had one. <laughs> God revealed to me in a dream, he says, uh, you and your brother have a generational curse you need to break. And I, I was like, oh, well, that's a different uh, story. But um, what I found out in 2005, back to your point, is uh, a good friend of mine, one of the largest uh, freeze-dry manufacturers in America, freeze-dry foods it is, suppliers, told me they were running the machines around the clock, and this was in 2005, and the government was buying up all the high-quality, long-term storage foods they could. And he said high-quality protein. I'm talking like ribeye steaks. <laughs> and I didn't even know they made those kind of meals. And he says they're all going underground. And this was you know, back around the time of uh, Katrina even. And uh, they're still doing that to this day, folks. The government knows something's coming. Um, even the New World Order will kind of hint as to their plans. And they kind of like to brag and telegraph it somewhat. Uh, and I say that uh, with this new movie that came out, Dr. Holiday. There's a new movie that came out Friday night called Salt. And uh, I have to be very selective in the movies that I watch because I know that they can be a demonic gateway. Yeah. But um, I did go out and see this movie, and it's, uh, it's clean in respect, uh, you know, no nudity, things like that. But uh, the message it gave me, it was like, uh-oh, my, my jaw dropped. And I don't want to spoil the movie, but uh, needless to say, let's just say that... Uh, they talk about some of these underground bunkers. They talk about a plot to take out some of our government figures. And they even wove in the uh, Russian Spetsnaz troops. I think it kind of interesting that what has happened in the last two weeks, we've had a, uh, a group of moles caught here in America. One of them was actually a very beautiful girl, which was up on Facebook. 
I think that's the one probably most people remember. And we did a trade. I think some of our, uh, like 10 of our uh, people that we captured in, in exchange for some that they had over there. Uh, folks, this is all right out of um, prophecy of what's coming. I mean, you know, prophets like Dimitri Dudeman saw the day where there'll be a civil riot in America. Uh, and while the government is, is busy fighting that, the Russian Spetsnaz troops are going to attack our nuclear power plants. I mean, you know, you can go on and on. The, the prophecies are grim and dire, Dr. Holliday, that yeah. there's a day coming where this country is going to be overrun. We're going to be attacked by our enemies. We've got a lot of enemies, quite frankly. And when this happens, the government, uh, it's like, an, you know, every man for itself. They're going underground. You and I are going to be up on, on the surface <laughs> <laughs> with no protection uh, if we don't have Jesus Christ. You know, I interviewed uh, Duderman uh, when he was in the country. Wow. Dimitri Duderman, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very interesting. I believe his grandson was with him. Yes, and, Michael Boldea. Uh, yeah. he, he would interpret for Dimitri uh, because mm-hmm. Dimitri didn't speak English, and uh, uh, Michael Boldea is a real man of God. If, if you're interested in some of these prophecies we're talking about, you can check out their website at handofhelp.com and go read the uh, Vision for America. Um, I could do a couple of shows with you just on that, but I better get back to the point here. I've got a couple of questions coming in. Um, Dr. Holliday, what, um, what can a, uh, a person do? Okay, here's a question that came in. It said basically they've got a, a loved one that uh, uh, they're praying for and trying to work with, and they believe that person has a, is, has a schizophrenic situation. They're multiple personality. You know, they've got multiple demons. Um, and they really have a lot of um, conflict because they live under the same roof. The, yeah. the girl with her mother. What can this girl do for her mother? And she's been binding these demons, but she's not sure that uh, it's actually taken effect. Is there any kind of visual um, sign you can look for to know that um, spiritual warfare you're doing on behalf of a loved one is actually working? Well, you know, I have a book on schizophrenia, and it's called Chart book schizophrenia and uh, i think there's several of them up there but um she could uh she can get that book on um miracle internet church and take the book and bind the devils that are operating in her and uh put them in a cage like we described get people to pray with her and then she can also, every place she goes that are Christians, ask them to uh, pray for her, for her mother. Okay. And um, it'll work. Eventually it'll work when she does that. Now let me tell you something. I have um, been in a situation the last six months where we've had several people get in contact with us, and uh, we've been doing uh, deliverance by phone. We've had some real severe cases. A couple people uh, were suicidal when... The call came through to pray with them. Uh, mm-hmm. I dealt with one lady who, uh, she was actually all the way over in India. And uh, it was actually a friend of a good friend of mine. She was a sister. The point I'm making is uh, this girl would wake up at night and uh, pick up a pill and just start beating her mother with it. She would take her hands and put it around her throat and start choking herself. And when I was asked to get involved, it was uh, they said that the girl was hearing voices which said, throw yourself from the balcony. And so... Uh, you know, we've had a lot of uh, cases coming in. I know you get them all the time. I've been there actually when when, you, when I saw people uh, set free of demons in, in the church here at Miracle. And um, 
I know as a result, when you get into spiritual warfare, Satan's not happy when you start evicting his folks. You know, no. there's some people that have had demons living there inside them for decades even. And uh, when you kick them out and evict them in Jesus' name and a person gets set free, sometimes the enemy will um, turn its sights on the, the deliverance worker and you'll come under attack. I guess they use the term backlash. Well, yeah. what, can I, what can a person do um, who's listening out there and says, um, I, want to, I want to do what Jesus said and I want to cast out demons, and they start getting into deliverance. What happens when the attacks come? Um, uh, is it is it true that there's actually witches and warlocks out there that play, pray against Christians, especially German well, workers, and try to attack them? Well, yes, and uh, but you see, that's where your defensive warfare comes in, and uh, whenever whenever you pray, and if a, a, a demon or a witch or a warlock dares to rise up against a Christian that knows how to defend themselves they're going to get it right back into their own face and they won't uh they don't they don't usually mess with me much uh but it's sometime it's um relate some experiences you've had uh and then tell us give us a little bit more um info on what we can do for, uh in spiritual defense okay. to protect ourselves because okay. i if i understand correctly You've got these people out there, these witches and warlocks, they'll actually astral project, and they'll go over and they'll scan a person. Is that correct? Yeah, what they do is, see, uh, there are, are dumb witches and wizards, and there are smart witches and wizards. Now, uh, Bishop Kanko would be considered a smart uh, wizard because he was trained as a kid and was going to take over his family's um, throne. And uh, so uh, a smart wizard knows the, that there's a power that's greater than theirs. And they also know that there are people that walk around with that greater power. And they know that if they touch that person, that whatever they are trying to do to that person will fall back on them. And so what they'll do is, <laughs> which is soul travel, or they astral project. Their spirits will come out of their bodies, and they can go anywhere in the world. And they will come, as I described earlier, where Bishop Kensko said they'd stand about 500 feet away from a real Christian. And they would scan that person to see if there's any open doors. If a person has an alcoholic problem, a cigarette problem, a drug problem, or uh, a lust problem, whatever it is, that's an open door. And so they would be able to come and attack a Christian like that. Okay. However, if a Christian gets delivered and has all of the doorways closed, then what will happen is that demon uh, can't come close, won't come close. But now, every now and then, you get one of these people, or many of them in America, they read books on witchcraft, go to movies and TV, and yes. they start practicing their little trade, and they can do a little bit of this, and they make a teacher fall down on the ground, or little things, you know, 
uh, they can control their mommies and their daddies and things like that, and they think they're powerful. Well, they come and they start trying to do something to someone like me, yes. and what would happen to them is uh, I don't ask the demon, what witch do you come from, where do you come from? I just say, I command the devil that is attacking me to leave instantly right now and go back to wherever you came from. Well, what happens is that devil goes back, and if it is a witch that's attacking you, it's going to do to that witch what it was supposed to do to you. Okay. Now, uh, so it's like return to sender. You know, it's like they're, they're sending their, uh, their curses against you, their demon spirits to attack you. You don't have to sit there and take that, do you? So you're no, saying, uh, no, we, no, no, because the Psalms 109, for instance, uh, says they love curses more than they love um, blessings. Let okay. it uh, be to them. And then you've got the argument where somebody will say, well, Christians are not supposed to curse anyone. You're not cursing anyone. What you're doing is this. You're saying, devil, you came from X. You go back to X. And, Lord, if X is ever going to be saved, if this is one of yours, we ask that you save them. Yes. Okay, I've so you're actually blessing them. You're blessing them, exactly. I had a little witch over in um, Tampa. Okay. And uh, she sent, uh, she sent, well, she stole my book, uh, The Walking Dead. And uh, whenever she picked it up, it burned her hands. So then she sent for some tapes, same thing. So she uh, told some workers at her apartment that she couldn't listen to the tapes or read the books because they burned her hands. Oh, wow. They said, we'll take them and read them. We can read them. They came back and said, oh, that's just some old crazy preacher woman. And uh, so... She decided to send her strongest, uh, her strong devil over to see who I was. So the devil came over, and it came back to her, caged. And it said to her, we cannot, oh, she said, I can hear you, but I can't see you. Where are you? She said, oh. that woman caged us, and we can never serve you again. Wow. And so uh, she said, uh, well... I'm going to call up some stronger devils than you. So she called up Squash Blossom, which is an Indian devil that makes those necklaces that Indians wear on their chest. Okay. And and so uh, Squash Blossom told her, said, the only way I'll go is if you conjure up a whole bunch of others. So she did a lot of more blood sacrifices and conjured up a whole bunch of devils and sent them over. And they came back to her, and, and she couldn't see them. And they said, that woman caged us, and she's praying for you. Said, you call her and tell her to quit praying for you, and we can never serve you again. And she called and put it on my answering phone. Stop praying for me. And so we continued to pray for her, and she got in her truck and came over, and as I was going to a meeting, she told me who she was. I said, well, get in my car. We'll take you to the meeting. She got saved in the meeting, 
and she became my assistant on the road for several years. Wow, praise, uh, praise God. So, I mean, we had superior power. We just have to know how to use it. There's a question that has just come in. Let me just uh, read it to you. It says, uh, what is your opinion about, uh, let's say, clever witches who send the ignorant servants they have required, people who willingly stand in between and use them to send their curses, that way the witch never gets uh, whacked? Well, uh, have, you, have you seen that uh, well, done before? let me tell you something. When I send those devils back and I say, you go back to where you came from, if she has executed that demon, the uh, the woman that she has used, the adept, will okay. get whacked, and she'll get whacked too. Because those devils have to go back and accomplish what I tell them to do. Because I'm in charge of them, not her. What is meant by um, ley lines and... You know, cutting ley lines or cutting demonic silver cords. Uh, How can that be effective? Okay, what a ley line is, a ley line is like a a spiritual pathway. Um, if If you know some people, certain people that study the occult world worldwide, uh, they'll they'll talk to you about ley lines. Like uh, Washington, D.C. is all put on ley lines, the way it's constructed. And what ley lines are, they're supernatural avenues that take them like they're uh, from one place to another. And they line them up with certain occult places in the world. And uh, the, the witches use them to travel on is the way I understand it. And... Um, the the silver cord is spoken of in the Bible, and what it is is it's the connection of your soul uh, to your body, and that soul, as long as it's connected to your body, can uh, you it can come out of your body and fly anywhere in the world and come back, and the uh, be the person will be alive. Uh, but uh, if somebody cuts that uh, that uh, silver cord and the witch is out of the wizards out of the body, they will die. Now, Bishop Kenko describes going down into the city under the sea. And the first time in my book that I wrote called Witch Doctor and the Man, City Under the Sea. And he describes that his daddy took him to the uh, rock uh, by the sea, and he fed him a very powerful, strong potion. And uh, he said that the dad took his foot, just tapped the sea, and the sea parted, and they started walking down into the sea. And uh, then he describes the city under the sea and his activities of learning wizardry under the sea. He says that some of the most powerful people in the world go down up under the sea. Leaders, people that you know every day in in powerful offices. And so um he he under uh he describes that when he came out of the body, he and his daddy, 
he turned and looked, and he said two demons came into the body and stayed in the body until they returned to keep the body alive. That's what he says in that book. I've heard of people actually cutting some of these demonic cords, and uh, someone would drop right into the room and hit the floor dead. Uh, well, I haven't was, heard of that yet. But that'd be, that'd be can, pretty shocking. Yeah, uh, I, I don't doubt anything. We've got another question here. It says, uh, Dr. Holly, what is your um, opinion on Rebecca Brown and some of the books that uh, she wrote? Is she, a, uh, is she actually a witch, or is she a, uh, a believer who came out of witchcraft? I, I believe that uh, if she's a believer, she's a very stupid believer. If she's a witch, she gives the devil a lot of power in her books. And she never gives Jesus very much power. Uh, I did uh, uh, an expose on her about probably 10 years ago or so. The book is up on my website, uh, Exposure of Rebecca Brown or something. There's something up there on her. <coughs> but uh, what she did actually... When I did the expose, she had a lane with her at the time. Right. And, and some kind of witchcraft would happen. Let's say, uh, and, and it's been a long time since I've even looked at that woman, but uh, let's say that um, uh, I remember that Elaine was in the room and Rebecca Brown came in the room and she says that there was a... Uh, there was a uh, local Satanist soul traveling and that the Satanist had taken possession of Elaine. And she used the name of Jesus and the name of Jesus didn't work. And she said the Holy Ghost told her that the name of Jesus doesn't work with human spirits because they're rebellious and that they don't have to use the name of Jesus or something like that. Yeah, I think I read that. Uh, she basically said, uh, you can fight demon spirits, but you can't fight a human spirit. Well, you see, the the the, the human the demons, uh, I've, uh, the, I've had, within the last year, I've had, uh, uh, I know it was a wizard that came into my room, and a witch that came into my room took one look at me and turned around and disappeared because they recognized who I am by the Spirit. Praise I'm God. telling you that she writes from the point of view that Jesus has no power, but the devil has all kinds of power. And that's not the only place where she says stuff like that. So you just need to get the book if you're interested in knowing it's up on the e-books on my web pages. Okay, let me go to another question. So let's just say uh, on a daily basis, um, would you recommend that um, a person do some spiritual warfare? Uh, because you never know who's hurling word curses at you or sending uh, demon spirits uh, to astral project and attack you. Uh, what can the person do on a daily basis? Should we be, you know, like a prayer like, you know, I break all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells, command any demon spirits you know, in Jesus' you, you name to go back that. where they... I mean, what they do you recommend? Do I, I recommend that they that they get them a good, strong prayer and bind the devils from coming, the witches. Okay. Uh, uh, command them if they come that they have to return. 
ask uh, the Lord to send warring angels to link around their homes and the wall of fire of the Holy Ghost at ah. 5 That works. Yes. Tell us uh, about the wall of fire uh, and what, how it was applied overseas. Uh, Bishop Kenko, um, he had this woman in his church, and once a month they have uh, dinner in their family homes, and uh, it was supposed to be in this lady's home, and certain person has to bring the meat. And it was turned for a witch to bring the, wheat, the meat to the family gathering. And so she said, Bishop, what should I do? He said, I put the wall of fire around my home every night. He said, I suggest that you put the wall of fire of the Holy Ghost around your room, around your house, to protect to protect your um, your uh, family. Okay. The next day, when she got up, the witch was found on the other side of her property, and she was burnt all over her body. Wow, they had a, a barbecue mm-hmm. out there. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> I mean, okay, so for example, um, where I'm at right now, uh, could I tonight... Uh, before I go to bed, could I just, you know, command any demons within the sound of my voice to leave my room in Jesus' name and then ask God to loose his warrior angels to encircle my uh, apartment? Yeah. And stand guard over yeah. it? And, yeah. In and Jesus' name? And the wall of fire. And always fire. remember, Jesus is his name, and he is over. All the heavens are at his beck and call. The legions wait at his door, the cherubim and the seraphim, the watchers, the holy ones, the powers, the principalities, everything, everything that has breath has to bow to the name of Jesus and praise his name. And always remember, when you're in a warfare and you command a devil to bow to his knees, have you ever seen a boxer try to fight on his knees? Kind of hard. <laughs> Can't do it, can he? No. So you have superior power in every area. You've got two-thirds more of angels than the devil has. You've got an angel that in the book of Revelation, when it comes time to arrest the devil, he stands in front of the sun, and he's so big he hides the sun. The sun's darkened because of his presence. He's so big. I, I was uh, uh, attacking a, a spirit not long ago, and it wasn't leaving. And I said, Lord, how about sending that big old angel that stands in front of the sun and make this devil accountable to his name, to wow. your name? And boy, that thing moved. <laughs> you see, we have power. We yes, have uh, lots of power, and we have dominion. I believe that's the loosing part, you know. And you know, yeah, I know we is. don't command angels, but we can ask God uh, to do things on our behalf. And I, I believe that we can say, Father God, in Jesus' name, I ask that you would loose your warrior angels down right now. For, well, for see round- now, Bruce, that is the difference between what we're talking about tonight and the third wave people like uh, Bentley and Joyner and Peter Wagner. They command angels, give them names and command them, and the angels come into the room and they spread uh, uh, gold and false yes. things around. Uh, they command those angels. They are fallen angels. 
Jesus said, I could ask my father, and he would send legions of angels to me. So Jesus gave us the key that whatever he did, we can do. So we can ask the Father, because he's in charge of the host of heaven, and the Father will dispatch those angels to help us in spiritual warfare. But we can't go around giving them names like M.O., which you ought to read some of those articles that I wrote, and uh, uh, the angel of the republic, the angel of this, the angel of freedom, the angel of, I think they got a financial angel now. See, that is error. Everything we do, we do in the name of Jesus by the authority of his word. Everything we do, that's the way we operate. So we make a request... The request goes up to the throne room. God takes it, stamps it approved, and then those angels are are unloosed um, to do warfare on our behalf in Jesus' name. Um, Dr. Holliday, we've got about 15 minutes left. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and have you, if you would, uh, give out your websites again, and then um, with the time remaining, go ahead and do like a mini mass deliverance for those that are listening. Could we do that? Yeah, we can do that. That would be great. Uh, my webpage is uh, patholiday.com, and the other one is miracleinternetchurch.com. Enter, uh, miracleinternetchurch.com. And I'm also and then, going to put those links up on the website. Go ahead, sister. And then I have remnantresourcenetwork.org. Uh, Awesome. And now that last one that you mentioned, um, remnantresourced.org, is that correct? Uh, remnant inter, uh, org. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, fantastic. That's uh, Paul Pilgrim's. Okay, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage everybody listening to go over to the websites, get on Dr. Holiday's mailing list, um, listen to her materials, get some of those e-books, uh, that's some of the best investment you can make right now. Look, we don't know, Dr. Holiday, when the Internet could even go down. I mean, it could go down at any time if the New World Order has its opportunity to that's do that. And uh, we need to have these materials in our hands so we can do warfare. Um, I'm going to turn the mic over to you. And um, we've got people listening in live and also that will get this on the archive. Uh, how about leading us in a mass deliverance and clear some of the groundwork? Uh, some of the, okay, okay. Some of the... The shrubs, as they say. (laughs) Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over all of the demons that uh, everyone has opened up any doors for. Uh, One of the demons that is so scary to people is the spirit of fear. And we bind the spirit of fear. We bind to that spirit ill health, sickness, accidents, hospitalizations, cancers, every devil of inheritance of illnesses in Jesus' name. We cage that spirit. We bind traumas, uh, accidents, violence, frights, threats, rape, incest, heart attacks, fears, phobias, nightmares, and horrors. And we command that to go into the cage. We bind it to traumas. We bind the spirit 
of um, heredity, according to Leviticus 20.27. Uh, fearful parents, grandparents, we come against and bind all occultism, witchcraft, uh, heredity, witchcraft, rebellion, Freemasonry. We cut all of the ties and ley lines. Uh, we come against every dedication to Satan, every blood sacrifice, and we command all of those devils to go into a cage. All ritualistic spirits, uh, child abuse, spiritualism, human sacrifices. We come against child sexual abuse and uh, child physical abuse in the name of Jesus and get into the cage. We bind divinating spirits, uh, fortune tellers coming down the family lines, soothsayers, magic, stargazers, a zodiac, horoscopes, a warlock, witches, inherited uh, spirits coming down in Jesus' name, sorcerers, uh, hypnotists. Uh, I want you to say... Uh, right where you are, say, Lord Jesus, I repent. I repent from myself for all witchcraft and occultism, astrology, family witchcraft, divination, uh, every occult spirit, all the movies that I've been to, television, everything that I have ever done in these areas, God, I repent. I ask you, God, that you take them from me right now. I command those spirits to come out of me right now, instantly and immediately. You cannot stay. The blood of Jesus is inside of me, and he's in my mind, my spirit, and my flesh. And he separates me from you. And you will leave immediately. Lord Jesus, the Bible says that you are the deliverer. And you're standing right in front of me now. And I ask you, God, that you will deliver me from all of these spirits instantly now. And I give you the glory. Now take some deep breaths and just breathe them out. If you feel like you got a cough, cough them out, and they will have to obey. Father God, we ask that you send your warring angels and make these devils accountable to the name of Jesus. We give you praise and glory right now that it is done because Jesus came to set the captives free. We give you praise and glory, God. We give you praise and glory. We bind all of the spirits of bondage, all of the seducing spirits. We cage them. Addictions, drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, food, fear of death, servants of corruption. We come against every spirit that we have done concerning sacrifices, blood sacrifices, watching movies, films, televisions that we shouldn't watch, reading magazines, books, 
all kinds of things uh, that are bondages to us go into the cage. And seducing spirits, we bind hypocritical lies, uh, false prophets. And if you've had some of these third-wave prophets in the church prophesying over you, reject it. You don't need people like that prophesying over you. In the name of Jesus, get into the cage. False signs and wonders. The Kundalini spirit, we cut its tail. We command that thing to start traveling right up the spine in the name of Jesus. We bind the spirit of Leviathan. We cut its tail. It must leave the mind, the octopus spirit up in the mind of mind control. We cut your legs. We command those spirits to come out of the mind. All mind control spirits leave right now in the name of Jesus. We bind the python spirit that keeps us bound and makes us have heart attacks and uh, takes our finances away and uh, just binds us up. We cut that thing up in a million little pieces and command it to loose us right now in Jesus' name. We command the viper spirits to come out of our bellies and all poison to leave our bodies right now. In Jesus' name, illness of cancer, uh, leukemia, blood diseases, all kinds of uh, diseases of arthritis, every ungodly thing that has come to enforce itself against us, heart attacks, get out now in the name of Jesus, and I forbid you to stay. Now take some deep breaths and just breathe them out and cough them out in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to say, Holy Ghost, I ask that you come in, fill me with your Holy Spirit and fire, and take your fire, O God, and burn every devil out in the name of Jesus, and overflow, God, overflow from my head to my feet, every part of me filled with the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name right now. We thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for you are the King of glory. I feel you from my head to my feet. I feel you in my stomach. Every devil has to obey the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I ask that you take those angels and command them to bring these devils to the feet of Jesus to uh, judge them before their time. You said in your word that we shall judge angels. And, Father, we judge these angels because they've touched us. And we're Christians, and we belong to Jesus, and they're trespassers, and they have no right to touch our bodies in any way. And so, Lord... We ask Jesus to judge them before their time. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Uh, Praise God. I'm not uh, ashamed to say uh, I just got some deliverance. (laughs) I started the yawn, especially when you mentioned movies. (laughs) Yeah, amen. Hey, every demon out is one less in. Praise God. Um, Yes. And the strange, tell them to watch out for the strange touch. 
people yes. touching them. Don't go into meetings, let people lay hands on them. Don't go in the store and let people come up and touch them. If anybody touches you, you do defensive warfare right away and say, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. I picked a spirit of cancer up yesterday at a funeral where uh, an African man touched me. And uh, I was praying with another woman, and the Lord showed it to me. I took authority, and wind, uh, uh, wind came right out of my um, my vagina. I hate Good to God. say it. I what did you say? What did you say? <laughs> I said I take authority over cancers, and the wind came out. I said, "My God, He Good transferred God. a spirit on me." And I knew what his spirit was because I discerned it, but he was sitting in the line with the family, and I had to kiss every family member, and I thought, what can I do? So I kissed him. God have mercy. And the Lord had mercy and delivered me. (laughs) You've got to be careful, man. (laughs) You've got to be careful this day and time. So if uh, you believe, you know, I I was sitting in a food court, and uh, some lady walked up and uh, Put her hand on my shoulder, and uh, I said, "Uh-oh!" I looked around, and I said, "Who are, who are you?" You know, I, uh, <laughs> you do defensive warfare. I think they did you, a magic touch. Speak, so what do I do? You speak it right out. They don't know what you're doing. Say, "Oh, thank you, Jesus, for your blood." I I just bind that up in the name of Jesus and command it to leave now. And it, I, I did it to my dad one time. I took authority over a devil, and his head shook, and he looked at me, and he said, What did you say? So they don't even know what you're saying when you do it. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, Dr. Hasn't Harvey, been fun? Hey, this has been great. Uh, the time just flew by. I'm going to have you on uh, again really soon. Um, okay. For someone listening right now who might be in the Jacksonville area and like to come out to the church, what is your schedule of services out there? Uh, we pray on Friday night, on Tuesday. We also do deliverance on t- Friday and Tuesday nights. And then we have a Sunday morning service at 1130. Uh, Tuesdays at 7, Fridays at 730. And I want to thank you for uh, playing my song. It's up on my uh, webpage also. Not only that, but you've got several other uh, selections up there. So I would challenge everybody to go over there and uh Listen to Dr. Holiday's songs. They're anointed music. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I just, I needed that. <laughs> Thank you. Do- Dr. Holiday, i got about 60 seconds remaining, so I want to say uh, God bless you. Thank you for coming on tonight. And uh, I will be putting uh, the links up to your websites and our show notes and encourage everybody to go over there and check it out. Amen. And tell them to walk in his dominion against the uh, chanker worms, the caterpillars, and the palmer worms, and bind them, and you'll defeat the army of the devil in Jesus' Praise. name. Praise God. God bless you, Dr. Holiday. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. You've been listening to uh, Omega Man Radio. That was special guest Dr. Pat Holiday. Uh, if you tuned into this late, uh, the MP3 will be up in the archives in about 20 minutes. Shouts out to all my friends, uh, Jackie, Zoe Mortal slipping through the portal, <laughs> and all the others uh, from Dr. Holiday's church uh, that tuned in tonight. God bless you all, and uh, hope to see you at Miracle Internet Church. Uh, if you're in Jacksonville, go over to the church. Uh, you'll be really blessed. So God bless you, and uh, I'll see you again soon.